So my question is that uh, whatever changes we need to bring into the constitution, as you said, they should be. So can it be done by scrapping or can it be done by incremental changes to the constitution? Good question. If I say that, listen, uh, we are going on a journey and we need a boat. And you say, okay, can we just kind of uh, incrementally change the car that we have into a boat? Won't work. It's too much work and it will sink before it gets there. So the thing is, number one, the constitution needs to be replaced, not changed. Because you can't change a 600-page document and you want to replace it with, I think, not more than four or five pages. And it should be written in a language that the average person can understand. Because what's the point in having a contract that, you know, if you say you have written a contract and it's written in margin and I don't understand margin, it doesn't make any sense. Constitution, you should be able to read it, comprehend it and say, I agree or no, I don't agree. At least that should be the standard. Sir, my name is Avinash and I have a question. In your second slide, you have mentioned certain factors which make constitution lengthy. Sir, you have uh, not mentioned the diversity factor because if you are comparing India and American constitution, then diversity in India is the factor that differs from uh, American situation. So do you think that diversity is a factor which you should take uh, into consideration? Good question. Diversity of the population does not mean that you're going to have a diversity of set of rules. The rules should be common to everybody. I'll give you an example. Suppose you have a traffic system, you have traffic rules. Will you start changing the traffic rules based upon the different kinds of vehicles on the road? No, they should be common because then everybody understands that these are common. In the constitution, the rules should be only those set of rules which are common to everybody. It should not discriminate against people. Now, once the constitution is done, everybody agrees to it, then you can have in period different set of rules. You can say, listen, we need to make this special uh, uh, provision because of this particular fact that is current now. But if your constitution is because of the diversity, it is that big, and this part applies to you, and that particular part applies to me, and that the third part applies to a third person, it's not a constitution. It's a bit, bit of a khichdi, you know, it's not really worth much. It should be a set of rules that everybody understands, equally applies to everybody, doesn't discriminate, it doesn't say that you're a Hindu of this particular caste, therefore this is okay for you, whereas it's not for that. That is what increases the length. Uh, sir, uh, uh, what yeah. we have studied in uh, political science, there is an idea that is called a libertarian thought. So, state has to be has to have a limited role since it's essentially violent yeah. so that lim libertarianism of milton friedman was conceptualized in 1970s used by some of the countries to a limited extent and we realized that okay it's not going to work at all who realized it sorry uh, the different countries have realized that oh. libertarian thought is not going to work in its complete sense right so the limiting the states only to the violent uh, uh, role because it's essentially violent and, and, and leaving the state for all other act, uh, activities. Uh, sometimes I feel that it doesn't work. Okay, good point. Can you just tell me, give me one example that the, aside from the violence bit of it, you know, law and order and maintaining violence with a gun, what is exactly that the state can do which uh, non-state actors cannot do? Just give me an example. No, sir, exactly. Non-state act can, act, actors can exactly do the same thing exactly which the, the state is doing. Exactly. And the non-state actor actually does not have a gun. 
<laughs> so, yeah. So, wouldn't that be nice? Forget about the libertarian, we won't have to get into that. What did, uh, what did Milton Friedman say? I'm just saying, let's talk, stick to common sense and say, if the state doesn't have to run airlines, and when it does, it runs them at a loss, it doesn't have to run banks, but when it does, it runs them at a loss, you're talking of hundreds of thousands of crores. So why would you want to allow that to happen? You have to prevent it. But it is not going, the state is not going to get up one day. The state, of course, you have to remember are people. They're not some abstract notion there. There are people, flesh and blood, blood people just like you and I. If I had a huge bunch of power, I'm not going to get up one day and say, hey, you know what, that's too much power. I better get rid of all the power. That's not going to happen. In fact, the people who get to the position of being functionaries in the state, that is bureaucrats and politicians, they got there because they are probably the most greedy for power. And that's why they are not going to give, give up power. It's kind of an empty dream to think that people are going to give up power. You cannot take away power from people unless you have the power to actually slaughter them. This is honestly, you know, I'm not being politically correct here. The politicians in Latin's Delhi, sitting a few yards away from here, are not going to give away power. They are going to say, why no? Indians should have freedom, economic freedom, civic freedom. No, they are going to say, we get the power, you better do what I want you to do. And you better say, my bap, my bap type and things like that. Uh, so my question is related to a welfare state. So uh, do you think... Say again, welfare? Welfare state. Welfare state, yeah. So my question is related to that. So do you think that is a kind of adjustment evolved or you are entirely against it or where do you think that this welfare state design basically fits in your philosophy? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, a good question because it helps me underline what I mean. The state must not be in welfare at all because the moment the state is in welfare, it vitiates the whole enterprise. The state cannot help you without hurting another person. It's just not possible. It's not a voluntary exchange. Only voluntary exchanges hurt, help people without hurting anybody. Now imagine, like I told the lady, if I were to come to her doorstep and say, ask for money and she gives it to me voluntarily, it's a different thing. If the state does it, it's, it's exactly the wrong thing. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you.